When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is the Secret Golf Tour Report for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the PGA Tour. I'm Diane Knox and joined by Steve Elkington. This is going to be so fun today because, well, I know how much you love Pebble Beach. You and I have been there together for the US Open just a couple of weeks ago, but the stories that you can tell about the years that you played this tournament and, you know, just the experience of being there, I know that it's such a special place. My favorite place on the whole PGA Tour stop, my wife and I, Diane, uh, we've been going there for, oh, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, right behind you there in Stillwater Cove on hole number five was my pro-am partner for 25 years. He has a beautiful house there. We stayed right there. And, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Australia, although it's a little bit harsher than Australia. And this week, I've had a look at the weather report and it's going to be very harsh this week. The thing about this part of California, very northern California, the Monterey Peninsula, when we were there for the US Open, it was in June, and it, it's just this own little microclimate. I was staying in Carmel, which is just like, what, a 10-minute drive to the course, and I remember being at the course one day, freezing cold. It was foggy, misty, rainy, like we were bundled up. I drove to the hotel and it was 80 degree sunshine. It's like these golf courses are kind of in their own little microclimate. Yeah, and Diane, it's, uh, you, you're exactly right. And just around the corner is the famous Cypress Point golf course where they have the cypress trees. They're not even sure how the cypress trees got there. They think when Captain Cook, we're going back in a little history lesson here, when Captain Cook discovered Australia, Diane, he got in his boat and then he discovered Hawaii and then he came over and he came to that point and he put out, he was a botanist, he put out some seeds right there. They've never been able to grow those trees anywhere else in the world except on that one point. And that in itself, to me, makes it special. 
That is amazing. That's a great story. Um, so this week it's a little bit different because traditionally this is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and there's a lot of celebrity amateurs that play along um, and it's always over three courses with the cut being at the end of 54 holes. But this year, because of COVID, we saw it at the American Express just a couple of weeks ago as well. A completely different format in that there's only going to be two courses played Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill and the cut is going to be the traditional 36-hole cut at the end of Friday. Elk, not having the amateurs in the field, how much of a difference is that going to make this week? Well, I'm not even sure why they're not having the, the amateurs. It must be a Californian thing and maybe an AT&T thing. It's certainly not a PGA Tour thing because we saw they play in the Pro-Am last week at the uh, Arizona tournament, and they had 5,000 fans in Arizona, and Arizona is supposed to be the the most hotspot for COVID. So mm-hmm. I think it's a state-by-state. A state. Um, you know, when you go and play in a AT&T, you have to play with the amateurs for three days, and some people are really good at it, and some people are not. That's all out now, of course. You just noted that. And now this is a traditional week, just like it would be if they were playing a U.S. Open. They'll be just paired together with tour players, and they're playing on two courses. Both are very well known, of course, uh, Pebble Beach. But the other one, who uh, Spyglass Hill, which is a very intimidating golf course, has about four holes out on the ocean and the rest go into a forest. But uh, Pebble Beach is the easier of the two, and it depends on the draw, although we've seen the weather and it's going to be very cold this week, maybe the high of 55 with some wind and some it's, – it's going to be a tough week. We're looking for guys that can fight. <laughs> what about the course setup? Because having the amateurs there before, they couldn't make it very, very difficult, like the Pebble Beach that we saw for the US Open. So not having the amateurs, will that affect the rough or course setup at all? Well, I'm assuming they would not have grown any rough for this event because they didn't cancel the pro-am portion of this until about three weeks ago. So I'm assuming there'd be no rough because Let's face it, the rough doesn't grow in the cool weather that much. They would have had to have it prepared a long time in advance. So, you know, when I think about Pebble Beach Tournament, Diane, I think who wins those kind of events? And I will get into it in the show. But, you know, Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, Brent Snedeker, Tiger Woods, what do they have in common? They're very good putters on Poana Greens, very aggressive with their second shots. You don't have to drive it perfect every hole and particularly with no rough in this time of the year. Um, so we've got a very interesting story we're putting together with this cool weather. We've, we've, we've stacked our teams. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to re-rank the entire field. We'll give you our top 10, the guys in the win zone, then some sizzlers, fizzlers and dark horse picks. Now you just mentioned a name and I said a few weeks ago when we had him as a fizzler that the day that we got to celebrate Jordan Spieth being back towards the top of our ranking was going to be a brilliant day. And after that performance at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, is it safe to say that Spieth is back? We talked on this exact show last week how we were not going to put stock in Jordan Spieth and Brooks Koepka until they proved to us. Brooks, of course, was coming off three missed cuts in a row. He won at the uh, won last week at the Waste Management, played terrific golf. Jordan Spieth, uh, Brooks is off this week. Jordan is now moving up the coast. Um, yes, I'm very excited about Jordan Spieth, and I'll tell you why. We all saw him on Saturday shoot a 61, 10 mm-hmm. under par. The driver is a little bit questionable. He's hooking the ball too much. And as he goes up the coast, he must be thinking to himself, Diane, if I can just get this ball on the green, I'm putting so good. 
he has one thing to fix, and that's his his path of his swing is too far in out. We saw him hit it in the water at 15. We saw him hit it in the water at 17 yesterday. We saw him in the desert like five times on Saturday. So he's only one small thing away from playing excellent golf, and that is why you you got to see where we ranked him this yeah. week. I was going to say, I don't want to say too much more about Jordan because we are going to be talking about him. But Brooks Kepka not in the field this week. He won the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the home of his first victory on the PGA Tour way back in 2015. And with the struggles that we've seen from Brooks, and he was extremely candid in his, um, his victory in his interview yesterday when he said that he'd been in some really dark places mentally, the injury, and then mentally knowing what to do about your body not being able to do it it was extremely frustrating for him so to see him win yesterday I mean it was just it was so exciting down the stretch on Sunday yeah it was a great finish we saw him pitch the ball in on 17 when the tournament was very tight James Hahn sprinted off sprinted out and shot six under on the front nine Uh, Jason Duffner was there at the tournament was texting me he went out on the back nine and was uh, following Jordan Spieth and texting me and telling me what was going on because the TV was about one minute behind. And he said, oh, no, he's just gone in the water here. Oh, no, he's in so-and-so. So, um, yeah, Brooks Kepka, we we didn't know how to evaluate Brooks because mm-hmm. that was his eighth win yesterday. Four of those, of course, have been majors. But eight wins, it seems like he's had a lot more than that. But we, we couldn't put any stock in Brooks until we knew for sure that his patella tendon was good, his hip was good. And his swing was back in sync. And, of course, okay, the Phoenix tournament is not a major, but, hey, the guy played unreal down the stretch. I think he was five under on the last seven holes. So all, mm-hmm. all, And he was on a, on a Super Bowl commercial after the golf. So what a great day for him yesterday. And something interesting that he said at the beginning of the week, we know that he's parted ways with his coach, Claude Harmon III, and there was a bit of speculation as to who he was working with. And he said at the start of the week, I'm working with nobody. So it was almost like something that you've said so many times. It's like, get back to basics, get back to what you're good at. And it's almost like he kind of simplified things and got the W. Yeah, we've seen, you know, Brooks have struggles with the driver recently. You know, we saw him at uh, Torrey Pines where he missed the cut and he was almost going to break his driver over his back. I read that he got a new driver. We saw some very difficult tee shots yesterday, even though the course is not that hard, but we saw him hit a great tee shot down the 15th hole where he set up another birdie. 17th hole, he hit a three wood just to the right of the green. We saw other boys hook it in the water. Uh, He pitched that ball in. Then, of course, the only other question mark was, what is he going to do down 18? What did he do? He hit it 370 yards down the last hole and had something like 80 yards. Jason Dufton texted me. He said, you're not going to believe where Brooks Kepka has just hit his ball. I thought he was going to be in the trip in the bushes or something because he's got 79 yards to the pin on 18. I'm like, what? No, no, it was amazing. It was that's the most excited I've been watching a Sunday on the PGA Tour in a really, really long time because you had fantastic names and you almost forget that James Han had a three-shot lead on the back nine on Sunday, and then um, you know, watching Jordan, watching Xander. Xander had a little bit of the Tony Finaus on Sunday, which you don't want to almost admit the fact that he's had all these runner-up finishes. He hasn't had a win for quite a while now. The way that Xander is playing, it was kind of a shame to see him fall away on Sunday. Yeah, well, uh, as as interesting as you noted there, usually Xander Schauffele, 
you don't think of him as as when you say a Tony Finau, which when you when you put the two together, you think of Finau always putting poorly. Xander mm-hmm. was not in that mode, but he started hooking the ball on the back nine, hooked the ball uh, into trouble on uh, 14, hooked the ball into the water on 17, and basically that was it for him. So he'll have to, uh, you know, get back and get figure out what he was doing the first three days, and then and then. Honestly, Diane, when you get under that last day pressure, you don't really know what you got until you actually get under that last day pressure to see where your swing actually is. Because sometimes you'll say to yourself, well, I'm hitting it great. All that pressure went on James Hahn. He started hitting loose shots and he was out the window before it even got into the back nine. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened to Xander. And who came through? Brooks Kepka. He was playing that bullet fade and for him, he if he overdoes it a little bit, he has a little bit more fade, which it worked perfectly on the back nine yesterday. Yeah. And as you say, four-time major champion, he knows how to deal with that final round pressure. Right, so we have a busy show today. We're talking about the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the PGA Tour. We're going to start with our top 10 in just a minute. Compete against your friends on PGA Tour events. Win cash and bragging rights. Test your golf knowledge. Experience the success and failure of PGA Tour players. SG Tour App is an engaging golf experience designed by professional golfers that created a variety of games, including single and multi-day games, as well as tournament long contests. It's really simple. Join or create a game. Pick four players and win cash. You can even immerse yourself in interactive features, including course strategy, putt predictor, and daily content exclusively from PGA Tour players. The word is out and golf fans are catching on. So don't miss out, download the SG Tour app now. This is the Secret Golf Tour report for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'm Diane Knox and Steve Elkington is here. We're talking about one of the most iconic stops on the PGA Tour and Elk, it's always been that way. Yeah, Pebble Beach, Diane, I played it in the summer in the US Open when I saw Tom Kite come through and, and you know, I was out there with you. And then, of course, this time of year in uh, February, Diane, it's a whole different, you know, different set of circumstances. This is going to be cool weather this week. We always hope we get good weather there, but this week looks like they're going to get that traditional AT&T weather, high of 55, chance of rain on Thursday and Friday, northwest wind coming off the Arctic, so into the wind on hole 18. There'll be no reaching 18 in two, so the course is very difficult in a west-northwest wind, and we're going to talk about that and how that factors into who's going to be your picks this week. Gosh, um, as we said at the beginning, no amateurs in the field this week and a lot of celebrity names would always play in this tournament. What, what were the kind of the biggest celeb names that you either played with or, or saw when you were out there? Well, I played with, I played for 25 years with uh, Don Lucas and, and Charles Schwab was also in our group and he'd had different uh, pros, but I was there when Jack Lemon played with Peter Jacobson, the famous actor and Clint Eastwood, of course, the mayor of Carmel was always there. Uh, It was a great time to be out there. You know, the atmosphere was unreal, Diane. There's a little uh, 
little uh, in that Stillwater Cove right behind you there. There's a great little bar in there, and all the guys would go down there and play music. And and it was just it was just a great it's just a great relaxing week. All everyone, all the celebrities were in there. Bill Murray, of course, was in there later. He's played with his our own Pat Perez in his tournament. They'll be missed this week, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a great week on the tour, and and it's one of the as you say, it's one of the best places on earth. I uh, when when we were there for the U.S. Open, you took me in for this uh, for lunch in one of the restaurants, and still to this day, it's the best bottle of wine I've ever had in my whole entire life. I tell people about it all the time. <laughs> well, they got the list, don't they? They certainly do. Right. So this week, as we said, usually it's over three courses, but only two courses with the, the switched up format. So Pebble Beach, 7,051 yards and then Spyglass Hill, which is 7,041. So these are big courses. Elk, what are going to be the main stats that we're looking at for the two of them? Well, of course, the weather is going to come into so much into play this week, Diane, but Pebble Beach is by a mile the smallest greens on the PGA Tour. I think the average size of the greens at at Pebble Beach is 4,000 square feet. And when you think of Augusta National that we're all very familiar, we were thinking something double that. So they're very hard to hit. So when when I'm thinking about who's going to play well this week and what this is all going to be about, I'm taking three stats and I'm squishing them together. Who can hit the greens? Who can make five to 10 foot putts? And who can putt good when they do get on the green. So I've taken two putting stats. Now, I'm willing to drop out the greens in reg if the guy is an excellent scrambler. So with this weather, they're not going to be able to get on every green. So who pitches the ball up and makes the putt? Okay. So we've got a whole host of good picks for you. And But I'm going greens in reg, putting, putting, or scrambling, putting, putting of my okay. key stats. Good. I love it. Right. So let's kick off our top 10. And the guy that comes in at number one, um, I mean, it's absolutely no surprise that he is number one. Since winning the Masters in November, this is his first time playing in the US. He played in Saudi last week on the European Tour and won. So Dustin Johnson back in action at a tournament that he has won before too, twice. Yeah, Dustin Johnson, uh, rightfully so, Diane, the number one player in the world. He won last week in Saudi. I watched it on TV. Um, you know, he almost or could have won the U.S. Open here a few years back when he stumbled on the last round. However, um, he hasn't played well coming back from Saudi Arabia, 30th, 40th, and a, and a miscut at Tory. However, how can you not put Dustin Johnson at the top of the board? He's driving it great. He's putts better than he used to. He's excellent on this course. And uh, he's, there's no amateurs that it has to be distracted with. His, brother, his father-in-law, who he plays with, the great Wayne Gretzky. So he sits at the top of the board. He won in 2009 and 2010. He's had seven top five finishes. And as you say, that collapse um, in the US Open in 2010, that's a little bit of a black mark. Also the fact that last year in the final round, he shot 78 so if you were looking for some reasons not to put DJ at the top, I mean, there are a few of them. However, it's very difficult to see past a guy that has four wins in his last eight worldwide starts. Well, I think he's going to be there as far as he'll be in the mix. I mean, he hits it long enough. He's not very excitable. He, he doesn't get too hyped up. He knows how to play this golf course. When I think about this particular week, Diane, I'm looking for guys that have experience, who hit the ball solid, because I've already talked about what I want from them, chipping the ball, hitting the greens, and being able to make putts. 
but you've got to know where you are. I'm not, I don't have any rookies up on my card this week, Diane, because they don't know what they're doing on this course. So it takes a certain amount of know-how to play this, this style of golf. Okay, and no surprise that DJ is at the top. Coming in at number two is the guy who almost won at Tory Pines just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they saw bad weather. As we've said, the weather's going to be a big factor this week. But Patrick Cantley is just solid across the board. He's got the three green, bright greens where I where I want them. But he's, more than that, he's Californian, you know. he uh, Is he Californian? I know he went to school at UCLA, but yeah. he's very good on this kind of turf. And... The reason I picked two putting stats this week, Diane, is um, when you putt on the Poana and it gets a little wet and it gets, uh, you know, all these little indentations, all these Californian guys, they hit the ball a lot harder from three feet than I did. I would kind of cozy it up there. But these guys are so used to playing on this kind of turf, they just putt superior. So Cantlay, there's no surprise here. He's a great player. He's from California. He knows all about this kind of stuff, this kind of golf, and that's why he's right where he is. At number three, we have Paul Casey. Paul Casey just won on the European Tour in Dubai a couple of weeks ago. And I'll never forget 2019 at this tournament when Phil Mickelson went on to win. The weather was terrible. Remember, they were chasing that um, Sunday finish. It it went to the Monday, but um, Paul Casey was like, what on earth is this man doing? So um, Phil wanted to play on and kind of get the job done. But finishing second then, he's got good memories around this course and his form is good too. He also just won overseas, Diane, as you noted there. Um, not the best putter, but superior striker. He hits the ball almost solid every time. High ball hitter, very strong, knows how to play this golf course. He sits right there at number three. Um, you noted a while ago that Dustin Johnson, the past two years when he's come back from Saudi Arabia and played in this tournament, hasn't had great finishes. Um, the same thing for Casey, I guess. He's going to be making that long journey as well. There's a huge time difference. How much does that kind of screw things up a bit? Well, you know, coming from Australia, you know, I've, I've flown from America and landed in Australia and walked straight off the plane and played in a pro-am Gosh. and didn't even know where my brain was for a couple <laughs> of days. But I think these guys, Diane, travel's gotten a little easier. Let's face it. Some of these guys have got private planes. I don't think Dustin Johnson's flying back on Southwest or, or, or a KLM. <laughs> I think he's laying out flat on one of those big jets. Uh, he's probably got uh, yeah. you know, a ride with. So I think they're going to be fine. You know, they don't play till Thursday. The advantage of having bad weather and uh, experience, you don't have to go out and play a ton of practice rounds when you have all the experience. You know what you're looking at when come Thursday. And as you said as well, they don't have the commitment of the, the amateur side of things this year. So that's going to ease them a little bit. But Paul Casey, last three finishes, as we said, you know, worldwide, but 12th, 1st and 8th that eighth coming on the PGA Tour. So things are looking good for Casey. Right, Daniel Berger ranks highly in our top 10. It seems every week right now. He missed the cut in Phoenix, but that's not deterring us from putting him at number four. Yeah, missed the cut last week at minus two. Minus three was the cut. So he's not like he was shooting a pair of 75s. Speaking of Jason Duffner, he was the same. He missed the cut at minus two. And he said, it's not like I'm playing bad. I just, I didn't get hot. So... I'm thinking Berger will make the adjustments, superior striker, great chipper, great putter. This is right up his alley. i got to have guys that strike it good. Don't have to hit it that straight. We know Phil Mickelson's a genius 
Brant Schnedeker, they all do well around this course. They're not the greatest drivers of the ball, but once they get up around the green, this is where guys like Berger and Dustin Johnson, Casey, Cantlay separate themselves. I always am, and right now looking at the numbers too, you put Berger and Cantley almost in the same category just because they're so solid across the board. I mean, looking at Berger's numbers, putting average, he's 34th. Um, putting from five to 10 feet, 64th. Total driving, he's 60th. I mean, everything is just, everything's good. It just is like level up and and he can really do something amazing out there. Shh. <laughs> Thank you, Bowser. And of course, what the players are going to have to deal with this week, Diane, will be standing on some of these holes like number eight, where they're 190 yards away from the hole with cold air, with some rain. And, and some of these guys are just stronger, better, hit the ball solid, knock that ball on the green and make a hard hole easy. And that's what keeps it going on these type of type of tournaments. Number five for Jordan Spieth. It's been a long, long time since we've been able to say that elk, but oh my gosh, you know, he was leading after shooting that 61 on Saturday at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He ended up finishing fourth, but there's so many positives that Spieth can take and surely confidence is the biggest one. Yeah, Jordan Spieth, uh, as you know, we, we, he's one of our favorite players. His friend, our friend, Jason Duffner, was out on the back nine yesterday pulling for his buddy. He said, look, I think he can do it if he can just hit it in the fairway. Well, what does that mean? And we talked about this in the show opening. He's got a little bit of a hook still left in his game, but he's hitting the ball a mile. But the thing I've noticed, Diane, is when he gets it on the green, he's almost making it every time. Talking about John Wood, the caddy was uh, commentating on the weekend saying he's like Steph Curry. When he gets on the green, he starts making these 30-footers. He, he thinks he can keep doing it. So what does he have to do to carry that kind of game up to Pebble Beach? He's got to get his swing path not so far from in to out. That's what's putting the curve on it, hitting okay. too much draw. So if it was simple for him this week, it would be I'm going to straighten that path out a little bit and keep everything else I've got. And that's why Jordan Spieth has made it. Back into the top 10, out of the hundreds. It was so great to see him on Saturday, as you say, sinking those long putts. And his reaction, you know, there was, it was Jordan Spieth of like 2015 with the fist pumps and the, the interaction from the crowd that was there that was brilliant. Um, the other thing about him playing here is he won this tournament in 2017 and last year in the final round had low round of the day, chipped in for par on 18 to shoot 67 and finished tied for ninth so maybe it's just all happening at the right time and Speed's going to be back to a place where he's got familiar good feeling and a lot of momentum yeah well you just talked about it chipping in for par as you yeah. said last year for the low round what is it going to take this week it's going to take a lot of fighting there's going to be cold weather it's going to be raining who's tougher than Speed? and if he gets a sniff just a sniff of playing good then I, I put Spieth right up the top and he's already moved up to number five on our list this week. Good, good. Okay, coming in at number six, Sam Burns, who has featured quite a lot recently um, and it hasn't really materialised to, well, it hasn't come to a win. He hasn't even had a top 10 finish over the past couple of weeks, but form is good. His numbers are good. The guy hits it a mile. He's 11th in total driving on the PGA Tour right now and we're not giving up on Burns. 
Yeah, he's sort of like Dustin Johnson. For those that don't know Sam Burns, he's a very young guy. He's built very similar to Dustin Johnson, long hitter. But he's also combined the long hitting with a very good green in reg hitter. He hits lines onto the green. That's going to be key this week. He's not the best putter. And he's, look, in the last two weeks, he jumped up the board, almost leading San Diego in the middle of the tournament. Last week, he was right up in there. So I'm thinking mindset, Diane. I'm thinking uh, he must be feeling pretty good about things. Could he just inch up a little bit higher, make that slight adjustment? That's what I'm looking for in guys like Burns. I don't think he's going that way. I still think he's got room to go this way. Yeah. I, whenever I see him on TV, I think he looks like, a, and I don't mean this in any disrespect towards John Ram, but he looks like a, a skinnier, slightly taller version of John Ram. And I just see that like flat bill hat and he's Adidas. I know Ram isn't anymore, but every time I see him, I have to do like a double take to make sure it's him and not John Ram. I'm going to tell Ram you said that. <laughs> you called him fat. <laughs> Okay, right. We have um, another recent champion coming in at number seven. He won the American Express, um, and that is Siwoo Kim. Yeah, Siwoo Kim. Uh, he has deserved this spot, Diane. He uh, is, you know, he's he's kind of fallen into that category. You know, won the Players Championship, was hitting almost trick shots when he won the, down at the American Express this year, meaning that he was hitting little cut shots with his driver. That will serve him well. I, I still think his form is right there. I think a tough golf course, one that they're going to have to fight on this week, wind, hitting shots at different elevations over, you know, all kind of hazards. I think it sets up perfect for Siwoo Kim this week. Okay, good. The guy that comes in at number eight as well, talking about, you know, being an aggressive player and especially in that wind with good momentum as well is Matt Jones, the Australian. Um, I actually followed his round, was it yesterday? Final round, actually, um, at the Waste Management because he was playing with Russell. So I was tracking them all together and he ended up finishing 30th. But Matt Jones is having some great finishes, some brilliant form, and he could be one to watch this week. Well, as you said, Diane, when the weather's bad in the beginning of a tour week and we know it's going to be 55 all week and rainy, a lot of guys start to worry or they get stressed. They wish they weren't there or whatever. I always thought, at least thinking this was an opportunity for a steal. And what I mean is a steal for a good finish with a superior attitude and mm -hmm. a superior thinking mindset that I'm just going to get the job done this week. Matt Jones is an Aussie and he is a fighter. He's a good putter and he's a good chipper and he hits the ball solid enough and he plays this course good enough to deservedly be in the top 10 this week. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to fight and I think he's going to get the job done this week. And talking about steel, I mean, even looking at past winners here, we've had a lot of that. Nick Taylor winning last year, wire to wire. At the beginning of the week, would you have thought that Nick Taylor was going to have a great time around Pebble Beach? Um, Ted Potter Jr. winning in 2018, Vaughn Taylor in 2016. So it seems to set up for someone to come out, be aggressive and just go for it over the four days. It set up better when you played with the amateurs for a guy to run through the field where you're isolated with your three amateurs each day and you're not feeling the pressure of the other tour players with you as you go up the leaderboard. However, uh, it's still the same set of circumstances this week. There'll be all regular tour golf this week but I'm still looking for players that have the stats to steal okay. steal a good week 
So coming in next at number nine in our top 10 is a guy that we're very familiar with and it's always great to be able to champion him and, and see the, the great play that we expected a few years ago from Patton Kazire. His game seems to be on the up. Yeah, Patton Kazire is a great friend of ours. Uh, I've known him for quite a while. He's a, he's a master putter. He's like almost in the Ben Crenshaw realm of things, Diane. And this course lets him open up the driver. That's a place where it's always a little concerning. Yeah. Uh, this gives him a little room. We called it the Phil Mickelson model. What is the Phil Mickelson model? Kind of drive it decent at Pebble, but once you get, you got to hit some good iron shots into these small greens. And when you do miss, you've got to be able to pitch the ball and hole a ton of putts. Well, he's got that, and that's why he's he's sort of on the rise, had a couple of good finishes recently, and I really like Patton to play well this week. Yeah, I mean, had a top 10 just a couple of weeks ago. Um, the thing about Patton is we talked to him last year, and he said he watched a video, a secret golf video of Mr. Jackie Burke talking about controlled recklessness. And he said that that was the attitude that he was going to really embrace. And total driving, I mean, 24th on the PGA Tour for total driving, that's brilliant. And you talked about the putting. Putting average, he's eighth. Yeah. So. We, we've already said that that's going to be such an important part of the game this week, and Patton's got it dialed in. Yeah, the, the big um, thing you got to watch with Patton is he gets bored with his putting and chipping game, and he always wants to work on his long game. I always encourage him to, look, mate, I said, just hit it anywhere off the tee. Get concentrate on that short game. Keep it going. But, you know, tour life is different. You change, you move, you want to hit a little better and all that. But I think... For lack of a better term, he's got his head on straight right now and um, he puts the ball so good. And this week's going to be all about scrambling. It's going to be all about braving these 55 degree weather all day, windy, get it up there around the green. Who can get it up and down? But who can be tough? Yeah. Who can make a par out of nowhere and keep the round going? And the guy that comes in at number 10, he's 60 to 1. And looking at his form of late, last three finishes in order, 12th, 2nd and 22nd for Henrik Norlander. There is some consistent good play going on there. You had a very low round at the Farmers on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Played very steady last week. The weather was not so good at Farmers. Very similar type of golf. What is he, like Swedish or something? This is this is going to be normal weather for him. I don't think this is going to phase him at all. And I say that I say that seriously because, let's face it, some guys that come from Florida that are coming out to Pebble Beach or coming from the southern parts, it's not easy to play in cold weather. So familiarity, that's, that, was, that, was, that wasn't the word I wanted to say. <laughs> familiarity. No, no. So I think, no, I think Norlander, uh, Diane, has, is playing good enough. I think his stock's on the rise. I think he's doing some things on the tour better than he thought he was. And I think he sees himself in a new light. And I think this is going to be a good week for him. Yeah, 16th in total driving, 19th for greens and reg. So solid numbers. Right, he completes our top 10 for this week. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantley, Paul Casey, Daniel Berger, Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns, Siwoo Kim, Matt Jones, Patton Kazire, and Henrik Norlander. Right, we're going to give you sizzlers in a little while. The guys that really move up our re-ranking and they all have great odds. But... Let's do the, the fizzlers first. The big names that we're not going to be putting our stock into this week. 
I'm going to start with the obvious name because I read something earlier and they called him the Prince of Pebble Beach and I was sick in my mouth hearing that. I'm like, what a terrible, terrible title to give Phil Mickelson. He's looking for his sixth victory at Pebble. Um, he won in 2019. Last year, played in the final group on Sunday, shot 74, finished third in the end. What do you think about Phil's chances this week? Well, he is the model of how to play well at Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to drive it that great. He's, he feels very long, very aggressive, good iron player, knows how to play Pebble Beach, but he's a very aggressive putter and he's a genius at chipping the ball from around the greens when he does miss. Yeah. So that's the model. Okay. It's not going to happen for him this week. He's coming off, coming from back from Dubai. He's 50 years old. It's going to be cold. It's going to be tough for him getting over all the things, you know, the cold weather. He's got arthritis. Uh, he's 50, coming from Dubai. It's not lining up, but hey, I've seen crazier stuff from <laughs> Phil Nicholson. I know. And um, great record on this course. Finished second in 2018 and second in 2016 as well. I mean, everyone everyone knows that. Another guy who has a great record at this place is Jason Day. So, you know, Australian <laughs> wind player. <laughs> we, we talk about that a lot, but it is true. But Six top six finishes here, fourth in 2020 and in 2019. He was second in 2018. Jason Day just has a love affair with Pebble Beach, but he hasn't got that win. As the experience, uh, certainly has the ball striking skills when he's on. Uh, he has a new coach, and I'm worried about that, where he's going with that. But he doesn't have any green numbers. He doesn't have any good numbers on putting and putting and chipping or greens and regs. So I, I'm, I've i refused to put anyone on my board this week, Diane, that doesn't excel in those three. And he used to. He would normally be on my list, but I'm, I'm not putting it on this week. That's the whole point of this little section is we're giving you um, the names that a lot of people will say are good picks for this week, just going by their past performance here. But it's not all about that. Just because they've played well here before doesn't mean that they are playing well enough to repeat that right now. And the 2015 champion, we've got him in this category, Brant Snedeker, um, because let's be real, he's just not playing how he was in 2015, even how he was when he played here last year. Yeah, Brent Snedeker, of course, I just spoke about what the model is to play well. Phil Mickelson's model, we'll call it. Well, Snedeker did exactly that. He didn't drive it that great, but he was a great iron player and he could chip the ball and make putts. We all know he has that pop stroke and he makes them from all over the place. Yeah. But he he was about 115th on the money list last year, very unhappy with his swing action, went and saw Bradley Hughes, who started to bring him back. And he's had a few good rounds, Diane, but not enough for me to put him back into the spot where he normally would be this week. Now, could it spark something? Could it make his swing feel when he, I believe 100%, Diane, when I get on some of these holes that I've been good at, I believe I'm going to do it again. And it yeah. might spark that feel, but in this weather, I'm not, I'm not, I'm selling against this stock this week. Okay, then. So uh, that's our three fizzlers, which is such a mean name for them sometimes. But we're saying we are not putting our money into Phil Mickelson, Jason Day or Brant Snedeker this week.
Okay, still to come. Well, we have dark horse picks. We also have our secret golf celebrity showdown, our new game that we're playing on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. More on that in just a minute. We're on to our sizzlers here on the Secret Golf Tour Report for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So these are three names that they really do shoot up our re-ranking and they have pretty good odds this week. And we're going to start with a guy who went bogey-free over 72 holes at the Phoenix Open last week, Andrew Putnam. Yes, I talked about just a minute ago, Diane, that some weeks are all about stealing a great week. Maybe a win, but right up there where you can make a ton of money you know, set yourself up really nice. And who is better set up than this guy? He never made a bogey last week. He's got three of, I refuse to put anyone in this category that's going to springboard up the board without green, green, green in three categories, putting, putting, and chipping, or putting, putting, and greens in reg. Putnam yeah. has that combination. So that's why he's one of our sizzlers this week. He was actually first for greens and reg at Phoenix as well. So to be first in greens and reg and to not have any bogeys all week, I mean, amazing. He ended up finishing seventh and his numbers are good. Um, you were talking about putting. <laughs> it's all about that. That putting from five to 10 feet, 36 on the PGA Tour. So things are looking pretty bright for Putnam. Our Well, I should say he's 125 to one as well. So there's a lot of value in that pick, I would say. Um, Coming in at our second sizzler is um, the runner-up from last year. We're not just going on that. I mean, this guy has got amazing form around this course. He finished seventh in 2019 and sixth in 2018. Kevin Streelman makes big moves up our re-ranking this week. Yeah, Strillman uh, has a friend of ours, a uh, friend of our producers, caddying for him at California. They know this course very well. He's won this tournament, the Pro-Am portion of it, with Larry Fitzgerald, I think, okay. a couple of times. Uh-huh. What, what does he do good? He's a good striker, hits the ball high, knows this course very well. I'm looking for guys that are willing to fight this week, guys that can pitch the ball onto the green when they do miss a green and make that five-footer. So... He has all the ingredients. Yes, he's played well here, but that's what I got to know if I'm going to pick someone that's going to move up, Diane. I need experience. Mm-hmm. 14th greens and reg um, here, well, for the PGA Tour right now, and he's 60th in total driving. So it's just like we always say, if they can just outperform one stat, if he can get hot on the greens, and especially these are greens that he knows well, he's familiar with in that he's had good results here before, could all come together for Streelman. Yeah, and, and you've heard this before. Um, sometimes at Pebble Beach, 20 feet below the hole is better than four feet above the hole. And you say, oh, what do you mean? Well, so, well, these greens are very tilted, Diane. So sometimes you know you have to back off and be 20-foot uphill putt. Or if you miss a green, you've got to chip it so you can have an aggressive roll. All this comes into being experienced around this golf course. It's very important. And then our final sizzler is another guy with with good form right now. He had the chance to win the American Express just a couple of weeks ago. He was leading, heading into the final round and then kind of fell away a little bit. But his form has been good. And that is Max Homa. Yeah, Max Homa, um, Californian guy, very vocal on social media, accepts his... um, 
failures very well. That tells me a lot because it gets him over it so well. I don't like a guy that goes off in the corner and stews about it. He's over that. He's up for the challenge, and he's used to these kind of conditions. I'm always looking for guys that are good on this kind of turf. Honman knows this course. He knows what how to play in California, and that's very important to me. And I think his form is good enough to be able to prove to himself that he can do it here. Yeah. Um, you talk about Max Homa on Twitter and he's got like a, a huge social media presence. He's very funny, very sarcastic. And when I was watching the American Express a few weeks ago, the guys in the announce booth made a really good point because they said, you know, he seems to be very like carefree and he's got this amazing personality on social media, but he gets really hard on himself when he's on the course and it's almost like it doesn't transfer. He gets a little bit too serious. And I guess we talked about that pressure of final round Sunday when you're in contention, but the pressure maybe is something that he needs to overcome. All tour players are hard on themselves. (laughs) You know this, you, your brother is one of them. They're, we're terrible on ourselves, but the sooner as you can get away from it, the quicker. I mean, I look at Dustin Johnson. He seems to be the model of shaking things off, getting rid of the, the bad karma. You know, he shot an 80 and an 80 or an 80 and a 78 last year before he went on the run to win the FedEx Cup. He just seems to get over things very quickly. And if I'm thinking about, you know, that, trying to get over, I'm thinking of Dustin Johnson. What would he do? What would DJ do? Maybe everyone needs to... We should get that printed on T-shirts. <laughs> okay, um, so our three sizzlers, Andrew Putnam, who's 125 to 1, Kevin Streelman, 50 to 1, and Max Homa, 40 to 1. Those odds probably reflected in the fact that he has been playing well lately. Right, we've started a new feature called the Secret Golf Celebrity Showdown, and it's for this game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. Now, anyone can play along, but we just needed a little bit of a head-to-head between you and myself and Jay Kaplan, who's going to be here in just a minute. And then we thought, let's get a guest on every week, and we'll get them to make four picks for the game. Now, anyone can play it. All you have to do is download the SG Tour in the App Store. Do it on your iPhone. You sync up your PayPal account. Um, well, Elk, you tell us. The game's only $10 to enter. Yeah, we're going to do, do a celebrity. She is going to pay four picks. We, of course, are going to make our picks. And, and you, anyone can come join and make their picks. And we track those picks all week. Make sure you make four to make the cut. Otherwise, you're going to have to take an 80 for each one. That happened to a couple of us last week. But, yeah. Uh, well. So we're just going to keep this leaderboard going. So the leaderboard every week, obviously, it's going to be you and Jay and myself. And then our celeb guest is going to have their own category and that'll add up. But um, Jay finished actually second in the game so he won money which just pains me minus 14 was his total score no he was minus 17 you were minus 14 you were only one stroke outside the money I was actually a little bit sad for you because I know how much that would mean well I was I beat you though that's that was key but watch out watch out for blueberry on our game he's always in the money yeah uh, of course anyone can join you pay ten dollars we're going to probably do a top three payout Yes. So um, first, second, and third are in the money and everybody else is not. So it was a lot of fun last week watching yeah. it. Yeah, I'm on 14 over right now. And uh, Ryan did it for the celebs, not because they're on 20 over. But we'll see how that changes this week. Yes, we will indeed. You'll have to pick guys, Diane, that are going to play good in the rain. They're going to putt good. So when you make your picks, 
Think about someone that's going to hang in there. It's Celebrity Showdown. Oh, look, for week two of the Secret Golf Celebrity Showdown, we have cheesy game show music. There is nothing better than this. Right, so as I said, we're on to week two. We kicked this off last week for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And each week, myself and Elk and Jay Kaplan are going to go head to head on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. And we're going to be joined by a guest. Now, we should recap the scores from last week very quickly. I mean, we don't need to get into specifics, but Jay is leading, Elk second, me third, <laughs> and the celebrity guest coming in at number four, Ryan Ballinger from Golf News Net. I mean, Elk, we knew that, um, that his picks weren't going to perform as well as he maybe thought. Well, he was doing really well, Ryan was, until he got to the last one, and he went, I think he went totally Ryder Cup, Patrick Harrington. We all didn't like it, and it turned out that Patrick didn't have a great week, and that's cost Ryan, and that's why we are the experts. Um, before we go any further, we have to talk about this hat that is on your head. Yes, this is a this is a kind of a collector's item. Um, the Bing Crosby Pro-Am, I was playing out there at a different course one year, and I saw this old man over there, and I said to him, how much you want for that hat? And he said, son, I was the volunteer in the 1960 Pebble Beach Bing Crosby Pro-Am and uh, wanted it as a, as a collector's item. He said, no, mate, he said, just come in, buy me a beer and it's all yours. He said it was a, from the 1960 uh, Crosby event. He was a volunteer and this is what they wore back in the day. Made a wool, which would be coming handy this week as the high is going to be 55 degrees. This is to fight off any spirits coming from Samantha's way that will rebound back to her and cost her the championship. Okay, so you referenced our celeb guest this week and, well, let's introduce her. She is one of my favourite people to follow on golf Twitter. Um, I think that whenever anything happens, Samantha, it's like you're going to comment on it and it's going to be funny. Samantha Marks, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be referenced as a celebrity so early in the morning. It's like my head is just so big right now. I won't even fit through my doors in my house. Right, so very quickly, give us a little introduction to you and, and what you've done, what you're doing now. Sure, yeah. So I started playing golf when I was six, started competing very young, and I ended up playing in college, you know, played in all the high school stuff, all the AJGAs. I was like a touring AJGA freak. Um, played in all the, the college events. I was at UNC for two years and Arkansas for three years. Graduated from Arkansas in 2017 um, with a major in broadcast journalism. So I was in the TV news space. Um, right after college, I got a job out in Colorado as a news reporter and anchor, like hard news, um, crime, death, um, destruction, all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty crazy. Um, did that for about a year and a half, decided I wanted to get back into golf, um, but I didn't want to play. So it was like kind of trying to figure out what that meant for me and um, found a job at Golf Channel online, like just on the website and applied and um, applied, interviewed, flew down, accepted the offer all within like seven or eight days. So it was pretty crazy the way it all um, it all turned out. And I'm actually from Orlando where the Golf Channel used to be now. Um, so it was great to be back home. Um, bought a house like just before COVID hit and right when they told us we were all laid off from Golf Channel. Um, so then I was like, uh oh, what am I gonna do to uh, pay this mortgage? And I had some social media experience like Diane said and um, started my own marketing, digital marketing agency. And it's been, 
it's been amazing. Like the business is, is crazy. I can't keep up and it's, it's a good place to be stressed, but a good stress. And, um, now, I mean, I get to make my own hours and sit here on the couch and watch golf all day. So can't beat that. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Right. Great story. So this week we are, well, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We're still calling it the Pro-Am, even though there's no amateurs in the field. They're doing a little bit of a celebrity kind of classic on Wednesday. But the field is a little bit different this week. Um, Jay, it was announced that Dustin Johnson has withdrawn. There's been a few other WDs. So what impact do you think that's going to have on, on the field in general? I think Samantha named the tournament a few minutes ago when she mentioned the terms crime, death, and destruction. That seems like what this field has become because everybody's peeling out of this thing. Uh, I had to go back through my sheet to just get familiar with some of the names. I don't know what to expect this week now. Um, who's the favorite? Who's a dark horse? And I'm going to toss it in the air and hope everybody has good ideas because I'm looking to. We talked about yesterday that there was a, this was the opportunity for the big steal. And the steal is for a young guy to come through and have a great week, maybe get his card this week, maybe win a tournament. There's a couple of guys sprinkled through the field of, of big names. Spieth's still there. Cantlay's still there. There's some big names. Phil Mickelson's still there. But this is an opportunity for some young guys. I mean, yeah, the tournament is sort of gutted. I don't know if it's because... Um, uh, I've heard that it could be from Dubai, it could be because of the weather forecast. I mean, if Dustin Johnson just won in Dubai, he probably got two million for going, one and a half million for winning, three and a half. Ah, the weather's 55, <laughs> I'm staying home. So who knows, but doesn't matter. We're playing this game this week and we're eager to find out who Samantha and why that she thinks who's going to do well on her team. Right, well, this is how it works. It's the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, and all you have to do is download the app in the App Store, create an account, sync up your PayPal, and then join our public game. It's called the Secret Golf Celebrity Showdown. $10 to enter. It's a four ball for the whole tournament. So all you have to do is pick a guy from each of the four tiers, and they're divided up on their official world golf ranking. So the three of us, we keep our picks secret. And you know, I get so many people on Twitter are asking like who have you three picked but we kind of keep it on the DL and uh, well we're competing against each other as Alex said at the beginning I'm super competitive so <laughs> I don't want anyone copying my terrible team so Samantha it's all on you this week you're doing it for the celebrities who are in last place on the leaderboard right now so the pressure is on Oh, I, I feel it and I felt it at like 1 a.m. when I woke up fervently to change my lineup when I saw DJ was pulling out. So I woke up, checked Twitter in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh my God, no, I have to change my lineup. Um, so I, you know, I'm feeling okay about it. Like you said, it's a very weak field. Um, when Patrick Cantlay is the highest ranked player in the field, it's just going to be an interesting week. So I feel pretty good about it, though. Ryan and I are very good friends. Ryan Ballinger, last week's guest, I'm going to have to talk to him about um, his <laughs> failure in setting me up for success here. But that's for another time. OK, right. Let's get going. So tier A, who is your pick? So for tier A, I have Paul Casey. Um, 
he's on a bit of a hot streak. He ended 2020 with, you know, kind of some so-so play, but he came to play in 2021. He won in Dubai two weeks ago, and then in, he stayed over there in Saudi Arabia and came T12. Um, he likes Pebble. In 2018, he was tied for eighth, and in 2019, he was solo second. So I think I'm, I'm big on recent play. I know there's a lot of different ways you can look at this kind of stuff, and there's a lot of different ways you can pick these, these players, but I'm big on recent play in the last two weeks um, overseas are, you know, just proving to be um, why I like Paul Casey. And he came out and was talking about his hobby of cycling and how happy he is off the golf course. And that, that stuff translates to your play on the golf course. So I really like that pick and uh, I'm, I'm ready to be roasted for it. <laughs> well, no, it's a great pick, Samantha. You know, the key to this game, of course, is to get four people that make the cut, because if you miss a cut, you have to take an 80 for those guys on the weekend. You said cycling, you said he's so happy. Isn't he married to like a lingerie model too? I mean, this guy's life has got to be excellent at the moment. Now, Paul Casey's an excellent pick. The guy is is one of the best uh, strikers of the ball. On our show yesterday, we talked a lot about Paul Casey and how he will be there in the end. He just likes it. He almost won a couple of years ago playing against Phil Mickelson, who he played against at Arizona State. It's a great pick. I love the pick. And then I start searching and I'm looking and you know, Samantha, we wait these skill sets every week on our chart and the top one this week was putting average and putting from five or ten feet paul casey is coming in at a robust 148th in putting average that might be your achilles heel <clears throat> i actually like the pick plus he's english and the weather's going to feel very um english coast like so pretty good pick i like it okay and uh, yeah, he actually came in at number three in our re-ranking this week as well. So we are big on the Casey pick. Right, and this is where it starts to get a bit more interesting because as you work down the tiers, um, sometimes I think you look at like tier B and it's stacked and it's hard to pick one name. Other weeks you're like searching for one guy that really jumps out. Who are you picking for tier B? Uh, for tier B, I have Daniel Berger. Um, I'm always going to ride the, the hamburger train. He's 14th in the world, fifth last year here. Um, on the recent play note, though, he did miss the cut last week. Don't feel great about that. Um, but his strokes gained approach is pretty good as on average on tour, which is key here at Pebble Beach. It's not a bomb and gouge course. You don't you don't need somebody like Bryson who's going to hit it 400 yards here. Lots of short fairways, lots of dog legs. So I feel like um, not that Daniel Berger is short by any means, but somebody who can really dial in their irons and their wedges are going to be somebody who who prevails here. I like his chances at a little bit of a weaker field as well. Um, I think his competitive juices will, will get flowing knowing that, you know, he has a little bit better of a chance being one of the higher ranked players in the field. So that's how I feel about uh, about Berger. And now I'm just going to sit back and wait. <laughs> is it a Berger theme is, here? <laughs> Berger is a predictable pick out of uh, this tier because he's so good. He won the first event back from COVID at Colonial. He's one of the best strikers we have on the PGA Tour. Him and him and uh, Casey, the first two picks, you've gone for absolute legends when it comes to striking the ball. Uh, Berger missed a cut, as you said, last week in Phoenix, but he was still two under. It's not like he was shooting a pair of 75. So, you know, slight adjustment for Berger. You don't, we talked about on our show yesterday, Samantha, what is the format? What is the um, the recipe to play good at Pebble Beach? And we, we talked about the Phil Mickelson model, and that is not too worried about the tee shot, 
got to be a good iron player, need some experience, but if you, you've got to be able to chip the ball and you've got to be able to make putts. So we've added two putting categories this week and scrambling and greens and regs. So those are really key. Your guy is probably tops that list. Jay will have the breakdown, I'm sure. I know. There was only one pick to make in tier B, and it was the pick you made, Samantha. So great choice. Don't uh, feel bad because now she wants to change it. No, she's not going to change any. Nobody will. Everybody's going to have tier, uh, Daniel Berger in tier B. If you don't, game to play. I don't think, I, have, I, don't think I have Berger in tier, tier B. No, come on, dude. I'm just not saying a word. He's the obvious pick. He's coming off a miscut. That will bother him. He's the type of player that understands how to rebound. Uh, You said you you glowed about him last week, Al, for his mindset and that he was the guy out of that little group of boy band golfers that sort of is rising up to be one of the better players. He's going to come back this week strong. And if he's not a top three guy this week, it'll be an upset. Well, Jay, you did say to me that you were going to go a little bit wild on your picks this week. And you can't tell me that picking burger is a wild pick. It's not a wild pick, but I got to have one anchor, Diane. Give me a break. <laughs> right. Now, okay, it's gonna get, now it's going to get a little tricky, though. Yeah now, yeah, now it gets harder. So, Samantha, Tier C, who's your guy? So, Tier C was my biggest problem the one I stared at the longest the one I just scrolled and scrolled and was like there's got to be something better than this um (laughs) so I went with tier C I went with Austin Cook um and I'll tell you the reason for this uh because we went to Arkansas together that's pretty much my only reason um ask you were you were you there with Landry Cook uh Gabby Lopez Stacey Lewis I know is a lot older than you give us a little history here we got a lot of tour players on our staff that are from Arkansas Yeah, so I was actually, when I transferred, Gabby was the first person I called. She was one of my best friends growing up. And I said, yo, I'm gonna transfer and I don't know what to do. I know you have a good relationship with your coach. Can you just ask her like what my next step is? With no intention of going to Arkansas, I couldn't have put a pin on Arkansas on a map. And so she was like, well, she called me back the next day and she was like, Shauna wants to have you out, our coach. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? So it was Gabby Lopez, Maria Fossey was on our team. We had Austin Cook. Um, Yeah, Landry was a little bit older than me, but it was, I mean, we were stacked when I was there and it was really fun. Did y'all win it? Did you win the national championship? No, we didn't. Um, We made it in 2017, we made it and we missed match play by one. Um, so we didn't play great in postseason ever. I don't know why, um, but that's why I picked Austin Cook. He did miss the cut last week in Phoenix. Um, his the one thing that I was able to kind of dig up about Austin Cook is his proximity to the hole is pretty good on his approach game. His strokes gained approach isn't great, but his proximity to hole there were I think there were. 430 shots that they calculated and his proximity was just at about 30 feet. So I don't feel like that's terrible. I feel like that's pretty good. He's also a pretty good putter, but most people who play to Arkansas are good putters. So <laughs> yeah, Austin Cook was actually, he was my dark horse pick for last week. And even this week, he jumped up 43 places in our re-ranking based on his numbers. I mean, he's 18th in scrambling on the PGA Tour right now and 22nd in putting from five to 10 feet. So I I like this. I'm, I'm big on this pick. And if he didn't let me down last week as my dark horse, I think I'd probably have picked him too. Well, I, I understand the alliance with the hogs, the hog nation. Um, 
Samantha. You know, Austin Cook won the RSM, then he went on this huge drought, came back and won Vegas, I think, last year. No, he was runner-up in Vegas behind Martin Laird. He is the ultimate tour player nowadays with hot and cold. He'll mm -hmm. miss eight cuts in a row and then come and finish second, or he'll miss seven in a row and play good. So who's going to show up this week at Pebble Beach? I know one thing, he, he's, he's a straight hitter, fades the ball, going to have to hit, you know, you, you need some experience at Pebble. Austin Cook is an okay pick. He could crash for you, but we're going to find out. Diane, uh, Samantha has broken the first rule of gambling. Never pick with your heart. Samantha, oh, I get oh, it. Well, I do. Woo, hey, I love the woo pig suey thing. I think what you do have going for it, and Diane alluded to it, 18th and scrambling with the win this week. I think everybody's going to miss greens, these, these tiny greens at Pebble Beach. He's going to be, he's going to make or break your roster. I have a feeling. Yeah, no, I'm with you, um, Steve, when you said that he's a hot or cold player, you don't know which one's going to show up. So I picked him hoping, obviously, that the guy who's going to come in second is going to show up. I don't need him to win. That's yeah. the thing about these games. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need, need him to win. need a cut and a solid week. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with him coming in 20th. I'm totally fine with that. I am so big on picking with your heart. <laughs> and you can't tell me that somebody who has a sibling that is in the field is not going to pick yep. with their heart. I mean, Diane, how's that working out for you so far? He made the cut last week, to be fair. So <laughs> it didn't. And by the way, Samantha, we're probably the only company that doesn't use strokes gain. And I'll tell you why because the tour players don't use strokes gain. In other words, all strokes gains aren't created equal. For example, if um, I hit a ball, left of the pin six feet and it's downhill for six every six feet and another guy hits it six feet to the right of the pin it's all uphill all strokes gain aren't created equal so tour players don't use it we don't use it it was come out of mit it's rubbish i mean i couldn't agree more and i'll be honest with you i don't even know if i really know what it means um, <laughs> when i started to work at golf channel i saw it like you have to put strokes gained in caps and then a colon and then the word and i was like this grammatically does not make sense and i literally googled what is strokes gained sitting in the golf channel newsroom like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get fired if anybody sees my screen right now <laughs> and just to be honest with you two years later i have no idea what it means so. <laughs> Nobody does. So that's good. I was, every time I see the SG, I just think of secret golf anyway, so. Yeah, yeah the, the way to remember it, I think, is all, all strokes gains aren't created equal. So if I drive, anyway, we'll, we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> that's how confusing Always an education. I love it. Yeah. Right, so we are on to the fourth and final pick. As we've said, you know, you really want to pick guys that are going to make the cut because if not, they get carded for an 80 on their scorecard at the weekend. So tier D, let's go for it. All right, tier D, I picked, I picked James Hahn. Um, a flash of hope on Sunday at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I went to pick up uh, Chipotle, came back, James Hahn is in the lead by three. I walk in and I'm like, what is happening? Next hole, snap hooks it in the water and Brooks, went, Brooks wins. He slipped to 10th place. That's okay. 10th place is fine for me. So if he can just copy paste whatever boonery he was doing in the Waste Management, he can even snap hook it on 18. I don't care. 10th place, fine. I feel pretty good about it. He clearly feels, he's probably gonna feel great coming off of um, like that run that he tried to make at Brooks and uh, and just Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas at the top. But I feel I feel pretty good about it. The Austin Cook was one was the one that I didn't feel great about. 
Han was, I was texting with Jason Duffner, my close friend, was on his way to watch Speed play on the back nine on uh, Sunday. And he and I said, who's winning? Because I was at the golf course. And he said, Han shot six, uh, six under on the front playing with Brooks, but he's going to collapse on the back. That was what he texted me as he was running out to the back nine. And I saw him go in the water, left on 12, into the bunker, into the water on 13, into the water on 15. Um, He's so thin, Han. I mean, he's so slender nowadays. Maybe dropped another 20 pounds. He's doing the reverse Bryson. I'm with you on that I think Han should come back and play pretty good. He's been, looked like when he was playing good on the weekend, he was hitting that high fade, but then this quick hook came in. Kind of the same thing happened with Shoffley. Shoffley's off this week. But no, I understand the pick. I think it's a good pick. He's got good form, obviously, and he's looking to maybe recapture something. But that was a terrible finish for him on the weekend. That was He had that tournament by the throat, and Brooks just squashed him literally and figuratively on the back nine. I think it was interesting the way that the broadcast kept saying how good it was that Brooks was playing with Han. And in my eyes, I was thinking about how bad it was that Han was playing with Brooks. Like, that's why he collapsed, because Brooks started playing good, and then he was like, uh-oh, I can't hold this anymore. So I just thought it was funny the way that those two kind of worked out on Sunday. And Jason Duffer and I, the final thought was, after Brooks held his pitch shot at 17 to go eagle and two ahead, we were like, oh, well, that's it, that's over. And we were like, wait, he's got to miss that really long rough on the left on 18. And I got a text from Duffer and he goes, you're not going to believe this. Brooks has 78 yards to the pin on 18. He hit a 370 off 18. So we know the uh, the patella tendon's fine, hips fine, everything's fine. Brooks was in a Super Bowl commercial. We're going to see his girlfriend in a bikini very soon. So <laughs> it's all good in Brooks' world. Yes. Samantha, I'm grinding my teeth over James Hahn. Um, I understand your logic with this pick. You know, here's a guy that played well last week. Um, I picked him as my dark horse two weeks ago, and it's the first time I missed the cut. So I'm an, I'm a very unforgiving person too, and he's on my uh, he's on my list of uh, do not touch. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes from missed cut to competing for a title, and then now he's coming back where he's familiar with the territory. He's a Cal Berkeley guy, so let's see how he rebounds this week. Interesting pick. I'm rooting for you. I'm not rooting for him. I'm still oh, sour. That's so harsh, man. Yeah, I know. Okay. And I understand. Of yeah, I'm course, hurt. Uh, Samantha, your picks, you, we put you at as the most disadvantaged we possibly can in this game. That's that's the way we do it here. So your picks now will be frozen. We, of course, can change our picks all the way up to uh, tee off, which is our prerogative. And when you play with us in the future, you'll be able to do the same. But we're going to freeze your picks and anyone else that wants to join this game, they can always go to the SG Tour app, find the celebrity game and play against all four of us. But this hat right here is going to win the day this week, I think. I mean, you always win when it comes to the fashion, Elk. Um, I'm shocked that Samantha didn't pick the man that is peeking out from behind her couch. <laughs> the Prince of Pebble, they're calling him. The I didn't oh. see that. Oh, yeah. Got a little that, film out. Yeah. He's that's, hiding. That's, I got that's, my... that's post diet, too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking it'd slim. Be, be the whole pillow size before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Samantha Marks, thank you so much for being our guest on the Secret Golf Celebrity Showdown. And hopefully, you can do it for the celebs and um, we'll try and climb up that leaderboard. Thanks so much for having me. That was so much fun. And we'll see. Hopefully I can lift Ryan and I up out of the out of the dumpster. We want you to win. 
We want you to win. I want me to win too, so that's good. <laughs> Samantha, if you win, we'll do. Alk will do a woo pig suey next week. Yeah, for I'll do it. I'll All right, it. I'm in. I'm, I was at X Southwest Conference there, by the way, uh, Samantha. U of H, baby, all the way. We used to oh, play. I'm sorry. Back in the day, <laughs> we used to play you. Back we, in got the tired day. Of, we got tired of beating you, so we left. <laughs> okay. End the show. End the show. Right, time to go. <laughs> Well, we're on to the final part of our tour report. And well, it's it's supposed to be the fun part. It's not so fun when our dark horse picks don't do so great. However, we have another three for you this week for Pebble Beach. And Jay Kaplan is back. How did your dudes do last week? Well, while I'd rather not talk about it, I'm going to face my demons. Uh, Last week's demons were Aaron Wise, who did make the cut but finished dead last, and Cameron Tringali, who played okay, finished T-17, had his moments, but I'm just on a frosty streak. Uh, Cold. It is very cold in my house. Um, Yeah, but you talk about like just making the cut. If you're playing on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, making the cut is good. Like you just want to pick guys that will make the cut because if not, then they get carded an 80 over the weekend and it completely will mess with your score. Like me, if you just watched five minutes ago. Um, I had Austin Cook. I uh, just talked about that as well on our celebrity showdown, but he missed the cut for me. So I have a very bitter taste in my mouth right now when it comes to Austin Cook. However, as I said, we have three more. We always debate over who goes first. So because you do two and I do one, you do one, I'll do mine, then you do your other one. Oh, we're going alternate shot. Okay, yeah, so um, I'm going to give you my first pick, which once I locked it in and I was stuck, I was like, what the hell am I doing? How unsure I am about my picks right now. I'm going to give you a dark horse who's 225 to 1, who's from Kentucky, who probably has no business being on my dark horse. There's no probably about it. He warrants no consideration, but I'm going to go with him anyway. Uh, 21st in uh, putting average, 43rd in putting from 5 to 10 feet. That's what kind of suckered me in. Okay. This week, I'm going to add Josh Teeter to my list of dark horse candidates. And I feel like because I'm sort of bad-mouthing him, he's going to actually perform this week. I'm trying okay. to put some reverse psychology. That's right. Well, at 225 to 1, he's a good dark horse pick. And when we look at our re-ranking, he actually jumped up 68 places to the top 25. So that I can see your reasons for picking him, for sure. I think you need to have a little bit more confidence in your... I'm skittish. <laughs> I'm skittish right now. I'm on such a cold streak. Okay. Do you want to hear mine? I do. My guy, I'm the same. I have a very large question mark over this person. <laughs> and uh, he's 160 to 1. Again, he jumped up a lot in our re-ranking to number 21. Putting is his thing. To me, he's quite an aggressive player off the tee. I'm hoping that that's going to work in his favor this week. His total driving stat is not great, but with Pebble and this weather that they're going to get, I think like, hey, go out there and be aggressive and see what you can do. Putting is his thing when he gets hot on the greens. Putting average, he's 11th on the PGA Tour. He finished second at the Safeway Open at the start of the season. Since then, I mean, 21st, uh, he hasn't really had many other groups <laughs> coming off the bag of a missed cut. But my pick is the people's favorite, Harry Higgs. 
he is a favorite. He's got one of the best names on tour. Got a great personality. He's just a lovable guy, right? And he, guy he, he unbuttons his shirt very far to the point that my mom, not much, you've met my mom. She's so nice. Not much gets her riled up, but she messaged me one day saying, I wish that boy would button up his shirt. <laughs> nicest woman I know, in she, the world. She hey, really Harry, you have upset Mrs. Knox, and she's the nicest woman in the entire universe. Yeah. Only maybe only second to you, Diane. Anyway, I mean, thank you. Thanks. But I think 160 to one, those were pretty good odds for Harry Higgs. Um, and as Elka said, somebody could go out and steal this, especially with a slightly reduced field this week by Pebble Standards. So my dark horse is Harry Higgs. So I think I have the thief of the week. If there's a guy that's going to steal something, I think it's going to be this guy. And not only is he going to compete, he's going to be there on Sunday. I'd like you to mark that down. And you can play this back, whether I'm totally on or totally off. You can do it. This guy's a Texan. He's a guy I've gone with before. Uh, I really like his game. Uh, it's going to be windy this week. He's very consistent across the board. 48th in driving, 38th in scrambling, 46th. And putting average. His Achilles is the five to 10 foot putting range. He's at 125. Mm -hmm. He finished fifth two outings ago. Something about this guy, Doug Gim. He's going to be there on Sunday. Am I saying that just to convince myself or do I really believe it? This one I really believe. Yeah, 110 to 1. The thing about Doug Gim, we've been picking him before and I've picked him um, as one of my dark horses in the past as you say, consistent play across the board. And I feel like he's one of those guys, this is maybe like wrong. I don't mean it as an insult in any way, shape or form. But sometimes when you're watching the coverage on Golf Channel or NBC, CBS, they will show the big players. And then all of a sudden they'll show someone out of the blue who has done well on that particular hole. And Doug Gibb is one of those guys that they show sporadically. And it's because he is a really good ball striker, very consistent. Um, his scrambling and his greens and reg, I always feel is like, um, well, scrambling stat is great. He's 38th on the PGA Tour. So if he can put it all together, and as you say, just kind of um, not fuss over those five to 10 foot putts that he is going to have a lot at Pebble, um, you know, maybe even just to save par, I think Doug Gibb could be a good pick. Yeah, he's like a Hollywood stand-in. I think that's what you mean. The yeah. broadcast will show you like one shot of his. He yeah. drains long birdie on a hole that's coming up for the superstars that are behind him. So basically what they're saying is nobody really cares about this guy, but watch how his putt broke. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah. it. That's an we old trick. else to show, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm big on Doug Gim. I, I like that pick and uh, finished fifth not long ago, 37th in his last outing. So cool. Yeah. Doug Gim and Josh Teeter are Jay's dark horse picks and I am going with Harry Higgs so let's see how they get on um, I you know we've talked about this throughout the show that by pebble standards it's a slightly disappointing standard of field especially with DJ withdrawing you know we still have Jordan Spieth playing Phil Mickelson Patrick Cantley there's still some good names in there but I think it makes our re-ranking and our sheet even more fun if that makes sense because we do have some great names that we can throw into the mix yeah, it makes it not only more fun, but I think more important. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys on here that maybe you're not familiar with by name. And now all of a sudden we had to really dig deep in their numbers. So it might just prove if our algorithms really work. Did I slur that out? Algorithms <laughs> that really work 
to see if we're spot on with these things. And what's interesting is Pebble was always known as like the superstar event, not just with the field, but the celebrities that would come in. This is the antithesis of that, but maybe that means it'll be exciting golf and it'll be a dream come true for somebody the world's never heard of. Exactly. A new Hollywood superstar, which ties into next week, which is the Genesis Invitational at Riviera in LA. My gosh, my dog is making so much noise. You sure that's not your stomach? (laughs) It may be. Anyway, um, yeah, next week, it's the final event on the West Coast Swing for the Genesis Invitational. Riviera is such an important course for us because it's where Elk won his PGA Championship. So we're going to be talking about that. We've got lots to preview for the course. And um, it always brings a bit of a star-studded field too. Traditionally, Tiger's event, we know that he's not going to be playing. However, there's going to be a lot of big names and we're looking forward to giving you the tour report next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.